How's it going, sports fans, bettors, and cappers? And welcome back to the Competitive Hedge Podcast. This is episode 204 of the show, and this podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about the latest in the sports world before giving you some plays on the betting front. And as always, before we get into today's episode, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Before we get started with today's episode, are you looking to make some wagers? Then head over to bet99.com. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at signup, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so, and if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, Contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Now, let's get back to the show. We have a bunch to get to today, including talking about the weekend of EPL games coming up. But let's recap the past couple of days because we preach transparency here at the Competitive Hedge Podcast. And unfortunately, we have been ice cold, especially on the footy front recently. Darby losing out right at home. Really hurt on the League One side. Manchester City wins today in the UEFA Super Cup. Unfortunately, Holland was unable to score once again in another final. And Norwich and Queen's Park Rangers, they went under two and a half. Another tough loss for us. So we are a little ice cold, but we're ready to get back in the winner's column. Now, speaking of winners and losers, we're going to break down our summertime winners and losers for today's episode. As we've said over the last couple episodes, we're going to give out some winners and losers of the summertime uh, in the month of August. So we're going to start out with our summertime winner today, and our summertime winner is Dalvin Cook. Now, I really like Dalvin as a running back, and the fact that Minnesota didn't bring him back was a bit puzzling to me. I know they have Alexander Madison there, but what Cook does for that offense was truly valuable. And given we said just a couple episodes ago that NFL running backs are losers of the offseason, uh, I think we got to change our tune, especially after this Dalvin deal. Now, it's no long-term deal. That's what we were preaching a few episodes ago. But it is a single-year, $8.6 million contract, a nice chunk of change to join an already established offense on paper at the very least. He gets to play with Aaron Rodgers, his former NFC North rival. He has guys like Brees Hall and Michael Carter in the backfield as well to take a load off of his back as well. And I think that this is just a great move for Dalvin overall. He can find a ton of success here, at least this season, and then potentially look at maybe a longer-term deal that may only be two or three years. But he's been one of the best running backs in the league for quite some time, and I think he's going to prove it once again this season. But we also got to talk about our summertime loser, which is Canada's FIBA World Cup team. And they've got to be losers after the news came out today that Jamal Murray will not be with the team for the upcoming tournament. And quite frankly, this is an issue for most countries not named the USA, but we are honing in on Canada today for a number of reasons. Now, if you're the USA, you can roll out your B, your C squad, and still win tournaments. 
Canada, though, has yet to truly show how great they can be on the world stage. We are supposed to be in a generation of young bucks with some grizzly vets, and this is the golden age of Canadian men's basketball. And this team, no Jamal Murray, no Corey Joseph, no O'Shea Brissett either. This team is operating at a B-plus at best going into this tournament. I know they have guys like Shea Gilgis and Kelly Olynyk, but it just feels like a real shame that we don't get to see the true potential of a Canadian roster, and hopefully we get everyone out there for the Olympics in the upcoming years. And hopefully we can get... And hopefully we get everyone out for the Olympics next year because I'd love to see how good this Canadian team can truly be. So as I said at the start of the show, we are running a little bit of a lighter slate today. So it's going to be focused mainly on match day two of the EPL season. This is going to run Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, so what can we expect from the EPL slate this weekend? I think what we can expect is a ton of difficult lines because some teams didn't perform. Some teams got results but didn't perform well. And some squads, quite frankly, came out very flat. And that's how the EPL season goes. So let's go game by game. Let's break it down for you all and help you make some informed betting decisions. Now we're going to start with the Friday game, that being Nottingham Forest versus Sheffield United at plus 333. Um, Nottingham lost Arsenal in their opener. Wasn't very surprising at all to see that. It was a 2-1 to result, so they did fight back in the second half. Sheffield United, on the other hand, they fell to Crystal Palace, a bad loss at home for them, and they didn't look great either, just 33% possession there. So Friday, we get a promotion side from last year versus a promotion side this year, and Nottingham are not world beaters. They're top five odds to get relegated, so I kind of think that Sheffield has a good shot at getting a result here. As I said, they came out flat, but at minus 116 for double chance, they... Only like over one and a half goals at minus 240, which is pretty low for that line. So I think that we see a low scoring game. Both teams lack critical finishing in the final third. And so I think that Sheffield United at minus 116 for double chance has some potential value. Now moving on to Saturday, we have Fulham plus 171 versus Brentford at plus 171 as well. So this is a true toss up on the footy side of things and Fulham they're coming off massive three points on the road over Everton, and Brentford took a point from Tottenham at home, which is a great result for them. Now, Fulham should score at home. That I have no doubt in my mind here. The question is, what is your comfort level with Brentford without Tony? Yes, they scored two goals against Tottenham last weekend, but is that sustainable on the road? Both teams to score at minus 140 intrigues me, but what I like even more is actually the over two and a half at minus 112. I think that Fulham could score multiple goals here. It's just depending on whether or not we get that Brentford chance that they take. Liverpool minus 375 taking on Bournemouth at plus 900. And Bournemouth, they drew in their opener as did Liverpool against Chelsea. But Bournemouth, I still think that they are a very poor side. And as bad as Liverpool looked in their opener, I think this is a potential spot for them on Saturday to blow out what I would consider to be a bottom three team at home. Minus one and a half is only minus 167, so it is a little bit juiced for my liking. But minus two at plus 100, you push if you get a 2 nil or 3 to 1 result. And I might even sprinkle minus two and a half at plus 140. We've seen that Bournemouth can get blown out big time by teams. Manchester City did it to them last year. I think Liverpool has that potential here early on in the season, so I like the spread here with Liverpool. We've got Wolverhampton plus 266 versus Brighton at plus 100. 
And Wolves, they truly deserved a point against United, if not all three. If you actually looked at the expected goals for that game, they had Wolves two and a half and Man U one and a half. But they didn't take those chances. So they're sitting on zero points and they're taking on a Brighton side who blew out Luton Town four to one, which did not shock too many people in the soccer world, except for yours truly, as I was truly rooting for Luton to get a point. I do like Brighton quite a bit to get a road result, but I would worry that Wolves parks the bus or maybe they actually take their chances unlike they did against United. Also, this is a true test of is Brighton actually this good or is it just that Luton Town is that bad? I did say that Brighton had the potential to struggle a bit this season compared to last, and so I'm interested by this game. It might be one that I fade altogether, but at least right now, seeing plus 100, there's not enough value there for me to want to take a road team to win outright. Then Tottenham is plus 180 versus Manchester United at plus 145, and as I stressed, Tottenham got the road point against Brentford, United won a 1-0 pathetic opening performance, and I hate betting my own team. In fact, I also hate betting against a good buddy of mine, Walker Bailey, on this one, and I did it last week. They ended up losing. I took a multi-goal spread. I'm not going to take a road money line here either, not with how bad they look defensively, and now you have to take on a tough Spurs side on the road who probably deserved all three points in that game. They were very unfortunate to not take some more of their chances. So I'm concerned about this game. I will watch it for sure, but I just don't see myself putting any money on it at the end of the day. Now, the next one is probably the matchup of the weekend. You've got the defending champions in Manchester City at minus 140, taking on Newcastle at plus 375. And it's been a busy week for Man City. They blew out Burnley on the road. They did lose Kevin De Bruyne in the process, and then they won on penalties versus Sevilla today. And Newcastle had the most convincing win of the opening weekend by beating Villa 5-1 at home. I think that this has the potential to be a letdown spot, but it's always so tough for me to want to bet against Manchester City. For me, they're truly the best side in Europe right now. That clearly shows with the amount of trophies that they keep adding to their case. And so I'm a bit worried about this one. I may bet Newcastle live depending on how they look early on, but at least for me, I'm not going to take them to get a result against Man City. And then the two Sunday games, you've got Aston Villa minus 148 versus Everton at plus 400. Speaking of Villa, they got shell-shocked after that blowout. Everton, they didn't pick up points either. So we've got two winless sides squaring off here. And I'm really hoping that this Villa line drops a bit. Seeing minus 148 right now is a bit too juiced. I'm hoping that you get those Everton fans that come in and they bet their side to pick up a win. And we get this line down to closer to minus 130. The loss of Declan Rice was very apparent in that opener, and so I just don't feel comfortable at this juncture, even with Villa now being at home, to take a point or more. And then West Ham plus 300 versus Chelsea at minus 109 is the final game. West Ham got their draw versus Bournemouth. Chelsea, they probably deserved all the points against Liverpool, but they came away with a draw as well. I just think that Chelsea are a much different side than they were last year. They finished 12th in the standings, was a pitiful showing, and I think that they showed a lot of promise in that opener. So at minus 109 on the road for them, I like that value. I hope it gets closer to plus money by the time Sunday rolls around, but at least right now, I tend to lean Chelsea. So we broke down what to look for in these games. Now it's time to actually give you some official picks in our Last Call pick segment, which is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. But before we give you those picks, let's play the video. 
Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products like their Old Fashioned, like their Dill Pickle uh, Vodka as well. My wife and I enjoyed both of those products while we were camping over the last couple of days. So really do appreciate Last Mountain Distillery and be sure to check out their great product line. So we are going to give you strictly Friday bets as well as very early Saturday bets as well for both EPL and the championship soccer as well. And so we're going to start it with our first pick, which is Leeds United Moneyline versus West Brom at plus 105 for a full unit. This is a championship play. I really prefer this lead side to West Brom, and I think at home for plus money, I think Leeds are going to score plenty of goals. They did it in EPL last year. They just lacked some of that defensive prowess. I think they've addressed that for the most part. And so if you look at their team total over, I like that as well. But I'm going to take the money line at plus 105. I'm also going to take Sheffield United double chance versus Nottingham Forest at minus 116. But I'm only going to put a half unit on it. I'm going to take the promotion side for a result. I ripped on those teams for not getting points in the opener. We know the other two are postponed this weekend. And so I think this changes on match day two. Nottingham are not a great side. I think this is the potential for them to drop points. But I'm also not going to put all my eggs in a promotion side's basket. Thus the half unit here. So give me Sheffield United for the result. And then to cap things off, Fulham versus Brentford, over two and a half goals at minus 112 for a full unit. I'm just putting my faith in what I deem as an up and down counterattacking style match where we could see plenty of goals here. No, Tony is fine. I still think that they're going to find a way to at least find a goal on the road. But I think Fulham's going to break them down on multiple occasions. So I like the over two and a half at minus 112. But we really appreciate everyone that gave the show a listen today. Go follow us on social media as we post our picks there daily as well. Go check out our sponsors, the Discord we are a part of as well, and let's have it a profitable weekend of footy action.